for me, sometimes it's hard to get myself to sit down and stop my brain from going and to actually write. So I'll just set a timer and then I know, okay, I have however much time I have. So if I set 20, 30, even an hour, sometimes that I got to get it done in that amount of time. So if you're busy and you have like, you know, you're the corporate side hustler. So if you have a day job and you also are trying to run this business on the side, that's a great way to budget your time. Hey there, and welcome to the Corporate Side Hustler Podcast. And I am your host, Lisa Rigoli, HR manager by day, Instagram manager by night, a wife and a mom of two beautiful girls. Now in 2014, I walked away from the dream job. I worked nine plus years to get to. And here's the deal. I said no to this opportunity because I knew in my gut, I no longer wanted to climb the corporate ladder, but I wasn't ready to leave the corporate world. So I created this podcast channel to support you busy women, to maximize your time while juggling all the things. Each week, my guests and I are sharing how you can attract, nurture, and connect with your ideal audience with intentionality without spending countless hours online. We get the struggle of the juggle, and we want to remind you that you can build and run a profitable side business while working your demanding day job. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hustlers, and welcome to another episode. And we have another special guest today. Welcome, my friend, my my literally my twin sister from another mister, Shannon. What is up? <laughs> Hi, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here. I know we've talked about this forever, and we're finally doing it. I know. I'm so excited. I would love for my listeners to be able to hear a little bit about you from your lips. So share. Yeah, I am an email expert and launch strategist. I help busy entrepreneurs use the power of email to grow their business and make more money. So basically I offer done for you services for online business owners and small business owners. That includes like weekly management of their email, as well as funnel builds and launch strategies, email intensive, you name it. If it's an email thing, I can usually help you with it. Love it. Love it. And we're going to chat more about what you do specifically, but tell us a little about your family because there's a couple of special people that we get to see on Instagram all the time. This is true. I've been married to my husband for six years now. Oh my gosh, I need to do a better math. He's better <laughs> at it than me, which is funny. And he knows it. That's We got married on Halloween so that I would remember the date. That's it's amazing. not even joking. Yeah. And then I also have my rescue Husky, John, and he is the best boy. So people love seeing him on Instagram as well. So that's my little family. I love it. And no, what's the word I'm looking for? No hate on your husband, but it's funny because I look forward to John being on your stories. Like if I don't see your normal walks, I'm like, what's going on? Like what's happening? Like, doesn't John <laughs> need John a walk? Get a walk? Yeah. yeah. Like what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> Is he laying there? What is he doing? Usually he's sleeping. Yeah. (laughs) So it's on him, not you. That's good to know. Yeah. Fair. I mean, John, I mean, my husband knows John's, you know, the the star. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for sharing what you're doing, which is a lot of amazingness in that email funnel type of world. But that's, that's not what your business originally was last year. This is true. Thank you for mentioning that. Uh, yes. So I have been a wedding photographer for 10 years and I am pivoting into the email marketing world. I've been doing that for a little over just about a year, I guess. Now I have a friend who did email marketing and when the pandemic started, she was at home with her two little kids and needed 
massive help. So I came into her business and helped her do it. And then I just saw this hole in the industry right now of like so many people like you, Lisa, or other, you know, entrepreneurs that are told, we're told over and over again, you need a list. An email list is so powerful. Get a list, blah, blah, blah. But there's no one like helping implement that. And there's, I mean, there probably are people, but not that many often. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like one of those things that I was like, and I love it. It's super fun. I got to do it with my friend a lot. And then I was, you know, asked her, I'm like, Hey, is it cool if I start my own thing? And she was totally encouraging and super helpful. I call her my biz bestie. So we'd like totally help each other out as needed. And it's just been a really fun ride. Honestly, I'm so excited. And I know we're going to get into the specifics. So listeners, don't worry, we'll break some things down for you. But what I love about you, Shannon, and this new business venture for you is that when you did dive in, you dove in from a place of, okay, like what does my audience really need to hear from me? And it wasn't just business topics. Like, and I think that was what was cool about everything that you were putting out there and teaching and what you're currently teaching, which is that balance of educational and the fun. Can you share a little bit more about what caused you to go that route? Yeah. Well, I mean, I realized I've loved email all my life. Like as long as we've had email, which is dating myself, but that's okay. But you know, I mean, I remember rushing home from school and just like wanting, waiting for dial up modem to get, you know, up and going and waiting to hear that you've got mail and just being like my friend and I would email each other there all day long. And so it was just super, I just remember the excitement and I realized you don't get that as often anymore with email. Like you don't feel that like, now it's like, Oh, email. So I'm like, can we bring that back? Like, can we still have really exciting and informative emails, but can we make them fun and like add a gif or add like something to bring your personality into it to at least like, and talk to like, you're talking to your friends, you know, like it's, it should be fun there and they don't need to be crazy epic novels. They just need to be quick, snappy, enjoyable moments of your day. And I couldn't agree with you more. And it's why every time when your email pops up, I am more apt to open it because I know that you're going to be giving me something good. Like the other day it was like cookie recipes. And then the other day it was like educational. So I'm more likely to open it because I feel like other people that I'm subscribed to, no shade to them because I think what they're giving is great too. But because it's always business, 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 I get this feeling of I'll read that goodness later, but then I never end up reading it. Whereas you, I'm like in the middle of a meeting and I'm like, oh shit. And just popped in my inbox. What does she have going on? Like what picture is in there? And it's exciting to your point. It's, I guess we're both like probably the same age. It's that feeling of you got mail. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Let's see what she has going on. And I'm replying to your emails based off your questions. Like you can hear in my voice, I'm getting already excited. (laughs) You're like making my day. This is amazing. I'm so happy. This is exactly what I want my emails to do. So thank you, Lisa. Truly. (laughs) It's just so flattering. So thank you. And I hope listeners that you're getting excited too, because if you do have an email list or if you've been debating doing this email list, this is what we want you to walk away with that. It doesn't have to feel like this pressure to only produce something that is educational or something that's jam packed with value. It's actually about writing something away that you would to your friend, that your friends are looking forward to the emails that are popping into their inbox and things of that nature. So exactly, exactly. Could not agree more. I think that, I think a lot of people struggle with the whole email content. I think that's a big, big, big thing I hear is I just don't know what to say. And when you really think about it, you 
do know what to say. It's just, you don't know how to maybe put it into email format or you're nervous about putting it into email format. Most people are posting. I mean, as you're in the Instagram world, most people are posting two to three times, maybe more a week. You're sharing stories every day. Most likely you have content, like just let's make it an email. Exactly. So let's, I think this is a good place to now take that pivot to talk about our discussion for today, which is how do we create that content, if you will, and how are we consistent with it in our email list? And you have a few things to help us kind of get things going. So what would you say is like the first thing that we should do in order to start drafting out some content for email? Yeah. So I think like any platform email should be consistent, which I know we're probably all tired of hearing. I know I am. So it's, (laughs) but it is what it is. And I always preach at least if you can, how often should you email at least once a week? If you can't handle once a week, you can do biweekly or you could do monthly. It just will take longer to track your stats. So I always say the best way to start is to pick a day that you're going to send your email. So for me, that's Friday mornings. My email hits inboxes at 8am Friday morning. And that's just how it is. So now that I've committed to knowing that that's my day, I know that on Thursdays, I need to get my email ready for Friday. So it's scheduled and ready to go. So that would be my first tip is to just pick a day that you know, you can one, send it. And then two, you want that day before or whenever you could to write it, to make sure that you're prepared. So one of the things I just have to say, one of the things that drew me into Shannon is Shannon is very big on doing what feels right and not having this like almost straight jacket type feel of you have to post on Wednesday because Wednesday is the day that everyone sends out emails. It's a, no, pick a day that feels right. And I love the fact that you pick Friday because I've been, my email list is I think four years now. And I heard somewhere, somewhere, you know, online that Wednesday was the day, but I freaking hate post. I, I hate <laughs> It just doesn't work for me. So I love that tip. And I want you guys to hear that, that it's not about picking a day that you think is industry standard. It's about picking a day that you know that you can show up and be consistent with. For sure. And I think I totally agree with you, Lisa, because I think a lot of people worry about how, like what day's the best, right? Like I get asked that a lot. And really it does depend on your audience because you know, I actually find Fridays is good for me and whatever you tell them, people will adjust to. So if it works for you better than another, you don't have to necessarily base that off your audience. But maybe if you like write to moms, you want to remember that like they might be busy at, you know, I don't know when are moms super like Mondays are probably bad days for them because they're getting their whole house together. So you can keep that in mind and help you guide you. If you really don't have a set day that works best for you, but it doesn't, there's no, like you're saying, there's no rhyme or reason. Like you don't need to follow standard, you know, industry standards. So now that we pick the day, what's next? So Next is writing, which I know is the thing that probably everyone is cringing at the idea of writing. But as I was saying, you probably already have a ton of content because you've probably been on Instagram a while. You may or may not have a blog or a website or whatever you have. Start pulling from it. What's some of your popular content? Share that. If you're not a hundred percent sure on what to share, the other thing I love to say, I always hear, I think you hear this too, Lisa, of you know, share, like look what worked well and reuse it. But I always like to think, look at what didn't work well and how could you rewrite it to be yes. more effective? Yes. I I talk about, I call it refreshing your content. It's the content that you put out there that you're like, I did it just because I wanted to put something up. But now looking back, I, you know, it fell kind of flat. And how do I give it a facelift, if you will, the next go, go around? So I love that. It's not about reinventing it or looking at what's trending highest from a reach or impressions perspective, but it's the one that you're like, hey, I could have done better with this. So let me just add to it. 
Totally. Totally. And email is a great place to do that because likely they're not, ha- you know, people maybe haven't seen all of nobody's seen all of your Instagram posts. So you could repost your Instagram as well, but your email, they likely haven't seen an email yet. So it's a great place to test things and see how they do. And you could even reuse that to repost your Instagram content. So I'm curious because you actually mentioned that when it comes to your email, you do it the night before. Do you kind of have mm-hmm. other things? Like, do you, do you batch all of your emails for the month? Do you truly do it the day before? Can you give us a couple of things that you do? Cause I think it might be good for people to hear. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, I am an intuitive type of uh, worker. <laughs> I've recently come to realize that about myself and it's been helpful because I realize I don't fit in that box of everyone else. So if that's how you work, great. Go ahead and just write when you can the night before. However, I know a lot of people love batch working and that's your thing. If you're sending an email a week, that's only four emails a month. So you could sit down on like the first of the month or that first week of the month and write all four of your emails and be done for the month. So like I said, if you're somebody who plans ahead and loves that kind of thing, email is actually easy for you because you can really nail out your, I already wrote two emails last night and I usually don't, but I was in my zone. So I just did. I love that. And I love the fact that you're giving two options, like batch if batch works for you. And then if you feel like doing it the night before, because your, your juices are flowing, then do that. And then on that note, cause you mentioned something really earlier. If for some reason you are that intuitive person and say, you don't have that bug that Thursday night, if Friday's our day to share our emails, what would you, what was the, what would be the advice you give to that person that now they have nothing? Like, what would you recommend that they do? Because they're like, I'm not in that creative space and oh crap, now it's 10 o'clock on a Thursday and my email is supposed to go out the first thing in the morning. Totally. So, I mean, there's two things you can do. The first thing I'd say is if you can find the energy to do it, you can always just set a timer and start writing, like literally set it for 20 minutes and just start writing something. And I guarantee you something's going to come out. This actually happened to me last night when I was doing my email, because I I legit thought this week, I'm just not going to have an email. (laughs) And within 20 minutes I had an email and it was huge. Like my husband was like, how'd you do that? So you may surprise yourself with that thing. But honestly, if it's just one of those things that it has been a week and you have to miss it, that's okay too. give yourself some grace. Like the world is not going to catch on fire because you didn't get your weekly email out, but you know, obviously try and hit it the next couple of weeks. So you're not too behind. I love that. And that's kind of like the, what I preach to my clients and students in my audience. Like if you don't post those couple of days that you had planned for the week on Instagram, like don't beat yourself up. Like if you were able to still build relationships in a different way, give yourself like kudos that you did that same thing with email. If you didn't get it out that week, don't beat yourself up. Think about what the, what you were, were able to do. Maybe that was engaging on clubhouse or engaging on Instagram, but know now that you're going to use that time to figure out, okay, what can I potentially talk about based off those conversations I was having that current week for the next week? Exactly. That's, I think why I like to work a little intuitively is I like to think what happened this week. What did I, you know, what did I feel? What did I, you know, experience? Because sometimes those are fleeting moments. You know, if you wait a few weeks to share something like that, you may not feel the same, or there may be a shift in the world and it doesn't quite feel right. So that's, I think why I prefer the intuitive method. But again, if you're a planner, like batch that stuff out. Yeah. You know me, I'm like, batch it up. But I wanted to make sure that we had like a little bit of that variation because I know that a good portion of my listeners are very intuitive and they like to be in that creative space. So it's good for them to hear that it doesn't have to always be about batching. And if you want to be loose and go with the flow, go with the flow. I guarantee your emails are probably going to drop even harder than mine because it's going to be that hot topic real time of what's happening. So lean into that if that feels right. 
Well, and what's cool too, is if you write something and then later decide you don't want to send it that week for whatever reason it is, you can always save it for later. So it's like yes. Instagram, right? You can yes. write your posts and if you don't use them, you have them. It's not yep. like you don't, you need to delete them. I've totally done that before. I've been like, Oh no, I don't have anything this week. And I'm like, wait, I wrote that one a few weeks ago and I didn't send it. So let me just use that one. It's lifesaver. Love it. So curious on that then is when you say you wrote something and you didn't save it, is it already in your email providers kind of draft template? Or are you just saying that you wrote it wherever that you keep all of your notes for your emails? That is a great question. I love to write within, I use Flowdesk, which I love, but you can do it in any platform. I love to write and just save them in there because I'm a visual person. Obviously I've been a wedding photographer for many years, so I'm very visual and I like to just see what my product is. But what I also do is if I have a random idea and I'm like out somewhere I'll just like either keep a notes in my phone or the thing I've, this is maybe going into a new topic for us, but essentially I'll try and keep everything in one place. So I don't like, yeah, I'm sure you do this too, Lisa, that you write something down. I forget where you put it, but I try and keep everything in like Asana. So I know like, okay, wait, what I, I saw this cool subject line and I'll go and look at it and remember, you know, my inspiration for that email. So having like an inspiration place is always helpful too. No. And I think, I think you're right. I think we could probably dive into like a whole nother topic about this, but what I think is good is for people to hear that creative flow of how you either capture the information So that way it's there, you're visually seeing it. And then how do you just keep it so that way when an idea pops up, where are you placing it? So that way, when you do sit down to write, you're able to do so. And I think that's probably a good transition because step three is about setting a timer. So can you tell us a little bit about what that timer means for you and how it's worked for you? Yeah. So I think if you're struggling with getting your content out regularly, or even just sitting and making yourself write, like that's been a trick for me. I love to write. So I'm sorry to those that hate it because I know there are quite a few. So, but for me, sometimes it's hard to get myself to sit down and stop my brain from going and to actually write. So I'll just set a timer and then I know, okay, I have however much time I have. So if I set 20, 30, even an hour, sometimes that I got to get it done in that amount of time. So if you're busy and you have like, you know, you're the corporate side hustler. So if you have a day job and you also are trying to run this business on the side, that's a great way to budget your time. Love that. Love that. Okay. That to me feels really good too, because I, I too believe that if I set a timer, it allows me to be present during that time. And it's kind of like, even when I'm engaging on Instagram, if I was like, Oh, I can just do it forever. Four or five hours will go by and I'll be like, Oh damn, I was on this app forever. Same concept with writing. If you don't set the timer, you might spend too much time like writing and maybe not being as productive. So putting kind of some down odd checkpoints in place, if you will, is kind of good just to help with juices flow. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I am really excited about this next tip because it's back to what I was sharing earlier. I actually thought that I had to only provide educational tips. Like I was, there was a point in my journey where I felt like people only wanted to hear about my next offer or people only wanted to hear about the freebie. And you actually teach something different. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. I personally think all emails should not be sales emails. So if you're always selling in your emails and you're not getting high open rates or you're not getting, like you said, Lisa, at the beginning of this, you were excited to get my emails because you know, there's, even if I am selling something, there's something interesting in that email. There's something that will, you get a laugh out of, or you get, you know, a warm feeling or something like that's something I always try and have in my email. Even if I am just selling, I want something, I want to make somebody smile today. So I think 
if you're lost on your content, like I just don't know what to share, share something fun. Like you said, I love to share cookie recipes or I think for Valentine's day, I did like my perfect meal through like recipes I'd found on Instagram. Like it's just, you can have fun with this. It doesn't all have to be business all the time. Like it can be a fun, enjoyable experience. Like what would you like to read? Think about that and share that with your audience instead. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I always compare like a lot of the content we do to dating or relationships in general. And I kind of think of it that way. Like the reason why I look forward to your emails, because I feel like it's the type of stuff that we would be talking about if we were in front of each other. Like, I don't feel like we would have kicked off a happy hour or a coffee date with, okay, so here's my offer that I'm launching next week. And I wanted you just to know, I'd be like, girl, I didn't come to hear about your offer. Actually. I just wanted to chat with you. However, 30 minutes into the conversation, if you bring up the offer, it feels more natural, but like, what's the connection? Like this asks me how my day is. So that's what I think is really cool that you're saying, like do it in a way of how you want to receive information and, or think of the other person that's opening it as your friend. What do they want to hear and how do they want to hear it? Because again, if I came to every happy hour talking about all my problems to you, you'd be like, okay, girl, bye. You're not fun. You'd get, you'd stop getting the invite for sure. You'd be drinking margaritas alone, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a great point, Lisa. Cause I think so many people think because I, I'm, I'm not sure the like, you know, actual psychological thing behind this, but I think because we're writing emails in a way that we're not getting instant gratification, like we do on Instagram, we get a like or a comment or something like that. You feel like you're writing to kind of no one because, or just like a mass of people, but really here's a little bonus tip for you. If what I'll do sometimes when I'm truly stuck on like, you know, I'm writing the email and it just feels not quite like personal. I'll go look at my list of people that have subscribed. I'll just scroll through it and then I'll see somebody's name and I'll just be like, I'm going to write this to Lisa because I see her. She's perfect for this. And then as I go back through the email, it's much more, I'm writing to a friend. I'm sharing that it should always feel like it's going to a friend. It shouldn't just be like, buy my shoes or whatever you're selling, right? Like that's obviously a bad example, but you know what I mean? Like you could bring that into be like, Hey, how many pairs of shoes do you own? Or how many is too many asking for a friend, you know? And then you can tie that into like, whatever it is you're offering too. So that's a really good bonus tip. And I hope that my listeners picked up on that. So you actually will scroll through your subscribers, find someone, someone that you obviously know. And then, and then from that place, you're like, all right, I'm going to write to Lisa today. Like I'm writing to her. Like, what do I want to hear about? And I think there's beauty in both of those. A, it takes this pressure off to feel like you have to add value, 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 and educate or sell. But two, it almost makes you kind of think about Oh, I actually did have a conversation with Lisa the other day about this. I think my audience would love to hear more. And like, it just becomes this fun, almost conversation without the other person actually responding, but you're doing it. So they will respond. Exactly. Exactly. And you will get more responses from an email like that. I guarantee you, because people feel like you're talking to them because you are. Yeah. Yeah. These are so good. So if you could maybe give us one more, what would be one more tip to kind of wrap up everything we've discussed so far that we should just be mindful of when we're writing our emails? I think let's see, let's give a content one. So if you're trying, if you're really struggling with like what to put in your email that week, a great way to do this would be ask your audience, like go onto Instagram, put up a story and put up two options, or you can do the four and use the question or the, what was it? The other box that you can, you know, the poll, not the polls, whatever people know, click 
which one you prefer. So do you want to hear about, you know, tacos or do you want to hear about, you know, email tips or whatever it is, or tacos and email tips you can like kind of ask people and then they feel involved too. And they might even, if they're not already on your email list, that's a great way to remind them you have an email list and they're excited to get the email because they help weigh in on what you're going to talk about that week. Love that. I think that's actually how you got me in. Cause I knew you were doing email, but it wasn't until you were like, Oh, like here, what should I talk about? And I opted in and you're like, all right, well, if you want, if you want to catch it, you got to sign up. And I was like, oh, good point. Good point. Here's my email address. <laughs> Dang it. She got me. <laughs> and I'm in and I'm in. So I love it. So thank you. Thank you for so many great tips about email marketing. And thank you for making it just feel like it truly can be a conversation with our friend and totally. there's no pressure. So I know that my listeners would be really interested in hearing how they can get connected with you and learn more from you. Yeah. I would love to connect with your listeners. You can find me on Instagram pretty much all day long. I am at Mrs. Vondy, V-O-N-D-Y. Lisa will probably have that in the show notes for you. And then also Mrs. Vondy.com. And I also have a free resource for your audience, Lisa. I have a five easy ways to create content download so they can get that for free and it will give them tips and tricks for getting that content written and sent out. I love it. And yes, Shannon is correct. Those uh, handles and links will be in the show notes. So definitely give her a click and follow her. I promise you will not be disappointed. And when you do get a chance to meet John, you'll know exactly who I'm referring to. We talked about in the beginning. Let me know because I'm obsessed. Like I literally look forward to seeing her. Of course you too, but John as well. But anyway, before we let you go, we're doing this fun thing on the corporate side hustler where we end with a, would you rather? So the question for you is, would you rather read an awesome book or watch a good movie? Ooh, that's so hard. That's so hard. Cause I love both those things. I was nervous about this question. Lisa, Cause I was like, what if she asked me one that I don't know how to answer? And here I am not knowing how to answer. Gotcha. I would say, yeah, you got me. I would say Mm, this is tough. Okay. Probably movie only because I, I literally went to film school. This is another story for another Ooh. time. And I've like worked in the film industry before the whole photography thing. So probably a movie, but I do really love a good book, especially right now. I've been really into reading. So that's tough, but movie might win out by like, just like, you know, teeny bit. Okay. Okay. I think it's okay. If you're like, you know, I'm truly in the middle because they're both really, really good, but I'm Yeah. I think if for me, it would be definitely be movie only because I am that person that will read the book. And then even if it's good, I end up falling asleep after a few chapters and, or I keep reading the last line until I fall asleep. Cause I'm like, going in and out. So that's so funny. I read to fall asleep. I read with my Kindle in my bed. Oh, there you go. Okay. Fall asleep with it. So it's like my bedtime story. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Okay. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for just sharing all the goodness. And I'm just so appreciative of having you in my life. So thank you. I'm glad my listeners got to meet you. Thanks for having me, Lisa. This has been a real treat. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do. Take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Corporate Side Hustler podcast and upload the image to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at the Corporate Side Hustler. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.